Welcome back to My Ovaries Made Me Do It. I'm Meg. I'm here with Linz, and today we're talking about Love is Blind. Yay! And if anybody has been watching, yeah, literally, yay! <laughs> we finally were able to watch the finale. That live finale, sorry, we're jumping right into it, but we'll, yeah. we'll recap kind of what it is. But that live finale, if anybody is a fan, was a hot mess. <sighs> like, just that whole Netflix debacle of trying to get it working. Yeah poorly executed and then also just ugh, so many issues with the actual finale itself <laughs> like what happened in it mm, crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> yes so before we dive into all that if you haven't watched love is blind you are more than welcome to listen to this episode but you're probably not going to get a lot of out of it because yeah. we're going to go through kind of the four seasons and some of our favorite couples and our thoughts on the show and if we think love is really blind so lots of spoilers Yes, but lots of spoilers, be aware. So uh, to recap, Love is Blind is a show on Netflix. It is in its fourth season, or I guess just completed its fourth season. It's hosted by Vanessa and Nick Lachey. And basically they take 15 women and 15 men and they bring them into these pods. So you can't see anybody who's who you're talking to. You're in your own room, but you can hear the person that you're talking to in the room essentially across from you. And they take these people and they have them date for like nine or 10 days, kind of nonstop. Um, And you essentially go on dates with people until you decide that you match with somebody and you decide, yes, this is my person. And then after nine days, you can propose to a person and then meet them in real life. And shockingly, a surprising amount of people end up getting engaged, I feel like, right? Yeah, I think in a few seasons then they had actually shown, which is, is, yeah, very surprising. I think in the first season they had said a lot more couples got engaged than, you know, they had shown on, they, that they followed, like, through their whole process. Um, I haven't heard anything about the other seasons, but I think it's really interesting because I was thinking that, like, people wouldn't want to propose to each other right away or this wouldn't work and they'd only get, like, two couples that they would follow. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly like you were saying, they said in the first season, I think like eight or nine couples ended up proposing, which is wild when you think of it out of 15 people, nine, like what percent is that? Like the three quarters of the group basically (laughs) essentially got proposed to. Like that's crazy. I wonder how many of those couples are still together like that they didn't show. I don't think any of them because I read an article after the fact, again, this is in the first season. And I think it said that most of them had all broken up, unfortunately. Oh, sad. But. Yeah. But after the pods, once they've proposed, they then go, they're whisked away for a week, um, kind of in the honeymoon phase where you get to go to a tropical vacation, typically. Um, and you're away from all the external things that might, you know, impact this relationship. And you just get to know the person now that you're face to face, you get to kind of like vacation together, but it's. It's all produced, so I don't know how much leeway they have in kind of what they're doing and all these activities, but point is, this is when all the couples, A, get to spend time together, but also meet the other couples, so now you have people from the pods who have maybe potentially been dating each other, and then ended those dates, chose their person, and are now meeting each other for the first time all together, so. That's where all the drama happens. (laughs) it really yeah. is i love that's some of my favorite episodes right because it is interesting i mean like if you've been dating someone and you haven't seen them and all of a sudden you're seeing them you're just like i don't know i feel like 
even if you've broken up and you know quote unquote I guess whatever you call it but like you, you didn't work out it's still like I feel like seeing them kind of brings back feelings and then obviously they're pumping them full of alcohol and that's never a good idea because then you're just like I gotta tell you everything that I'm feeling right now which we see happen every time inevitably there's like somebody who is in a love triangle who like was choosing between two people and eventually chose the one person broke up with the other person but then you see them talking to that person they broke up with and like you said they're they're being pumped full of alcohol they're not given a lot of food they're filming at all hours and it's just they're having these deep conversations but they're slurring their words and it like looks really bad and then the editing too let's not forget well yeah at the end of the day this is a reality show and the editing is putting forth a story of its own so yeah exactly (laughs) there's also I remember um the first season when we watched it, we kind of watched it as like a joke on Valentine's Day because we were having like a girls night and we were just like, oh, we heard this show. Come on. Like, let's just give it a a shot. And like two episodes in, we're like obsessed. Like we have to watch this entire season. Yeah. No, we absolutely watched it as a joke. We were eating our heart shaped pizza. It was like right before the pan. It was. I don't remember if it was in the pandemic or before it, the year before it, but point is <laughs> we, we watched it as a joke and the joke was on us because now we're yeah, four, four seasons later, we're still obsessed. <laughs> now that we've, we've gone to paradise, basically after that, any of the couples that made it out of paradise, which shockingly, not all the couples always do. Yeah. Um, any of the couples that are left then go and they move in together in the real world, but they're all kind of in a complex together. So they're not moving into their own individual apartments. They're literally moving into apartments that were bought and set up by the crew for them to live in for about three weeks before they then inevitably say I do at the altar, which I just the saying that timeline out loud is insane. Yeah, it's you're just it's a whirlwind of like, you know, being thrown into everything. It's insane. And then you also have real world factors impacting this. So now they've just been living in, you know, pure bliss for the past Mm -hmm. week with somebody that they love. And now they're thrown into the real world. They're introducing this new person to their family, their friends. They're they're telling people, hey, I got engaged. You know, (laughs) people are just finding out about this and trying to live life and determine, is this my person in three weeks? Am I going to say yes to them at the altar? Yeah. And so it's a very captivating show. Um, it definitely does have some of its faults, but I, I've i enjoyed it right? pretty much every season so far. Yeah, I, I do find it really interesting that, like, the connection that these people do make with each other, like, just how quickly it happens. Like, but then also the fact that they talk about how much time they have in the pods to talk to each other. And then when they get in the real world, there's, like... A bunch of questions that I would personally think would have come up in the hours that you have to do nothing mm-hmm. else but talk to each other. And now they're in the real world and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you didn't want kids or like <laughs> you're, you know, you think this about abortion, which is what came up on one season. But like Nancy and Bertie. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's not all serious. You want to have some fun in the pod. So it's not all serious conversations but usually like certain questions you would think talking to someone for hours at a time would come up when you're trying to see if you're you're a fit for each other 
Uh, yeah, it is kind of surprising to see some of them that are taken aback by certain conversations. Like we said, Nancy and Bartiz had that abortion conversation. And I would think that would probably be like, if you're thinking this might be somebody you're going to propose to that if, and you're talking about kids, like I do feel like a lot of them talk about kids in the pod, yeah. but they don't necessarily talk about kind of something and good on Nancy and Bartiz to bring it up within that Definitely. window of before they got married. Cause that really, I think was the, the factor in them not getting married. Yeah. And imagine like one of, one of the exactly. Factors. Yeah. And imagine like those are important things. I mean, not necessarily just about abortion, but like, what are your beliefs? What are your, you know, what do you think is right and wrong? You know, you want to have similar ideas, I would think. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like just somehow it would come up or you would at least brush that conversation at some point, just talking about something else. Absolutely. Well, another couple, I think it was season two, Shayna and Kyle. Uh-huh. It was that season two, right? Yeah. I think so. Are they you talking about her age? Shane... No, that, that was Jessica oh, and that was Jessica. Mark. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> but uh, no, Shayna and Kyle were season two. And Shayna, in the pods, they did talk a little bit about religion in that like he was atheist and she like religion plays a role oh, in yeah. her life. But once they got out of the pods, I feel like she, you met her family, right? And they are like very religion based very religion oriented mm-hmm. and she's like this just isn't gonna work and it's like you didn't know that before you left the pods like if religion plays such a big part and Kyle told you he's an atheist like I don't know I just feel like I already would find myself not compatible with somebody if they're not like if they're a true atheist you know like you're right. not gonna convert him into believing your belief that's not gonna happen so it's just yeah if that's know. something so big that you're like the person I'm am with and want to be with like has to believe in what I want or you know at least partially like join in my beliefs and my faith and that's like a you know super important thing to me yeah I'm surprised that she even let it go further yeah to eventually like get proposed to I sometimes feel like and this was called out in the reunion with Irina this season where basically Zach was just like you wanted fame and I feel like some of these couples they either make it past the pod and agree to get engaged so that like you get a really nice vacation out of it and I kind of don't blame them you know but also maybe they are kind of searching for fame because here we are still talking about them right like (laughs) good or bad people still talk about it so I I always wonder how much of that plays an aspect in it all right and I wonder how much sometimes they'll just go to a casting call from netflix and then they're like oh i think you would be good for the show this is what the show is and then they're like i don't know if i want to do it so they went maybe didn't necessarily sign up for love is blind they just signed up for a netflix show and it happened to be love is blind Mm -hmm. and then they just you know agreed to go along with the concept you know it could be i've seen multiple a casting call for love is blind though they do it through i think like casting crane and there has been many a nights where i'm like maybe i should sign up and then I'm like i'm not gonna do <laughs> who am i kidding I never. just the amount of like vulnerability yeah. for these people to be filmed like they just film so much you know what you're getting into right but you don't because you only 
nobody can relate to their experience except for them. They've all been through it. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But I do find it really funny because they're always like, oh man, I hope that, you know, this works out and I really like the person, whatever. But it's, they're always worried like, oh, I hope they're my type and I'm going to like them. But it's, it's not that big of a surprise. They never cast anybody who isn't conventionally attractive, whether or not they're your version of conventionally, like maybe you like blonde and the person's a brunette or maybe, you know, all these are like, they're all conventionally attractive. Right. (laughs) And be ugly on the show. Yeah. So you shouldn't be like too surprised, but I feel like that kind of, you know, it's kind of trying to squash that. Like, you know, I have a certain, physical type that I want because it's like look at the connection you made with that person does it really matter that they have brown hair instead of blonde hair or something like that you know right I think the concept overall is really unique and I really do like it yeah at the end of the day it's a reality show and they're trying to make money off of it (laughs) but the the genuine pod structure of like you are talking to somebody you don't know what they look like and it doesn't matter because you're getting to know them on a human level, mm-hmm. compatible, you know, this is who I am. And I do think for a lot of people that that does help you emotionally anyways, fall in love with them first. And I think a lot of times when, and we were talking about this with some of my friends when I was visiting Dallas this last weekend, we all kind of come at, you know, dating in different ways. And for me, I find that if I'm emotionally invested in somebody, they become more attractive regardless of who they are. Mm-hmm. Anybody in general just becomes more attractive if I like them as a person emotionally. Yeah, 100%. And one of my other friends happened to say that like she it, – it becomes not important. Like their mm-hmm. physicality just doesn't become important. It's not a factor because they are emotionally invested. So it's just like interesting to hear everybody's weigh in on how they kind of perceive – physical attraction, emotional attraction, and how much that weighs and impacts going forward. Yeah, I do think that what you're talking about with like the emotional connection helps the physical connection or like helps make the physical connection maybe like less important or physical attractiveness. But I do think that's more women than men. I don't think that applies to men as much as women. I you know, definitely think that helps everybody. But I think women can like look past the physical part because they they get that connection with somebody better than than some men can and that's just from personal experience and talking to guys obviously that is a generalization and doesn't mean it's for everybody but i from my personal research (laughs) that's kind of what i've come to seem to find with people I agree with that. And I think some of that comes with how we're raised, right? Again, I feel like we always trace this back to the way we're raised, the the terms that are used towards kids to, <clears throat> you know, to teach them to navigate the world or to praise them or whatnot. And yeah, I do think that men are taught to look more for attractiveness and have an attractive mate and not mm-hmm. really taught how to handle emotions and how to get emotionally close to somebody and that that is so important you know and women are encouraged to young girls are encouraged to build friendships and make those emotional ties and and find value in that emotional connection and again not saying that this is blanket for all across the board but I bet if there is a study out there it probably does find like you said something pretty similar to that yeah but I definitely in the show at least like people have said oh, they're not my normal type that I go for. Um, 
you know, but it doesn't always stop them. Sometimes like in this last season with Arena, it did, but other times, you know, they're like, this isn't normally, he's not normally who I would go after. She's not normally who I would go after um, in the real world, but you know, we had such a great connection. I'm going to explore that and at least see where it goes from here. Yeah. I think it opens the door for opportunity. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because in this one, in this season, season four, with Tiffany and Brett, Tiffany said, she's like, I on paper would not have gone for this man because he doesn't have a college education. But when they actually got to know each other, now they're married. They're happily married (laughs) for over a year. They're the best couple this season. Absolutely. Well, and I feel like uh, we've talked about this. Every couple has like their, or every season has their golden couple. Yeah. I think Tiffany and Brett, and I know you do too, are the golden couple of this season. 100%. For sure. They're so just like, I feel like when they go into their like finale of like, are they going to say yes or no at the altar? Like usually they're, they keep it really vague and they make sure that like, you don't really know who's going to say what. But I think with them, they were just like, Everyone knows they're both going to say yes. So we're just, you know, going into it. And they're both like, (laughs) when they're showing them getting ready, both being like, I can't wait to be married. Or like him talking to her dad, asking for her hand in marriage. Like there was just no surprise at all during their scene. Yeah, it was very obvious. I loved it. I was surprised, I will say, with um, Chelsea and Kwame. I, I, I just. I don't know. I knew I knew she was going to say yes, but I just yeah. thought because they made such a big deal of like his mom not accepting mm-hmm. it and all this stuff, I really thought he was going to say no. Yeah. I'm glad he said yes, and I'm glad they're still together, but I did think his family was really going to play a huge factor in that. Yeah, same. I think the fact that his sister was like there and super supportive. Mm-hmm. And just being like, you know, it's it's okay. Like, well, mom will come around or whatever. And she kind of took that role. I think that helped him maybe be comfortable saying That's yes. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, it, it did end up happening because she talked in the reunion about how um, they went for Thanksgiving. And his yes. mom was, you know, welcomed her with open arms. Yeah. And I love, I love hearing that. Right. And I feel like if I was in that spot, it would be really hard to go through with my wedding if my parents weren't there or support super supportive of it because like I don't know I've always dreamed about my parents being at my wedding so like if that was if I was in his situation I think that I would maybe think about saying no on the fact of I would like my family to be here not necessarily like you know I don't want to marry you but it would be really hard to go through that without part of my family there. Well, and in general, I mean, how much does your family and your friends, speaking of Micah's friend <laughs> Shelby, you know, um, she vehemently did not like Paul, which was yeah. Micah's fiance. So how much does that play for you personally? Like how much of a role does that play family and friends like in your relationships and whether or not that would lead to the altar in like a short timeline like this? Right. You know? <laughs> I definitely think for me, my family would almost maybe be more important even though my significant other would probably spend more time with my friends and my family depending on I mean especially now I don't live near my family but um but I I mean it would definitely make me step back and like consider their side and like maybe I'm blind with being like in love with this person and having all these feelings that like maybe I do need to take their 
you know, thoughts into consideration, but I don't think it would be a hundred percent, oh, this person doesn't want me to get married. And so that means a hundred percent, I'm not going to do it. But I think I value my friends, certain friends and, you know, my family members opinions strongly enough to make it where I, I would at least consider what they're saying. I think it would be really hard to marry someone that your family doesn't get along with just for the pure fact that I feel like most people do see their family pretty often. So it would be hard. And same thing with friends. Like I, I agree with you. I think friends have less of a weigh in (laughs) on it, but I do think it's important to hear their thoughts because like you said, you could be blindsided by it. I just remember, you know, my sister had a boyfriend at one point in time and my mom just was like, well, if they get married, I will learn to love him. (laughs) It's funny, but it's true. I feel like you're not going to stop everybody from getting married just because you don't like the person that they're with. You can bring up flags that you maybe see that could cause potential issues, but that at the end of the day, it is the person's decision. It would be my decision to marry who I want to marry. And how much I weigh people's feedback is up to me. So, exactly, yeah. And I mean, it, you know, these are the people you're going to bring around your life. You want them to all get along, but not everyone gets along with everybody. Like some personalities just really don't mesh well. And mm-hmm. you know, you have to make sure you're doing what's right for you and not what's right for your best friend or your family. Yeah. And I do just want to clarify, in case my brother-in-law is listening, um, it, it's not you. I'm not talking about you. We all love you. My parents loved you from the moment Danielle brought you home. So, <laughs> But I do, I back to kind of the golden couple, we got a little bit off track on that. The golden couple for season three, for me anyways, I think was Alexa and Brennan. I think from the start, they were the strongest couple and the ones who I was like, they're going to make it to the altar. Yeah. I mean, to be fair that, that season didn't have a lot of people to pick with from. That is true. <laughs> but I do, I mean, I did, I think, like them the best. I mean, they just were always, like, very open and upfront with each other and, you know, like to have fun and just almost seemed like they, on paper, yeah, they wouldn't get along. Or not necessarily get along, but they wouldn't date each other, but they, like, made it past that and they were like, no, we love each other. And, ma- and really made it work. So I did like them. Yeah, they absolutely on paper were the couple that would not have worked. Like yeah. they would have never met in real life if it weren't <laughs> for the show at all. Right. So it's kind of a testament to how this works, that it, it can work. The show's concept can work. It can. And I, I am also shocked, not a golden couple, but I am shocked <laughs> that uh, Colleen and Matt are still together. Yes. I just, again, the way their relationship started, they just didn't seem into it and maybe again I'm not in their shoes like I don't know maybe just because of the cameras they were a little more like off you know not as open with their emotions or Mm -hmm. like cold to each other but they just I don't know the whole time they never seemed super into each other other to the point of I'm going to spend my life with you but you know here we are two maybe three years out and they're still together they're still going strong right they found a way that works for them I guess but yeah you're right it always just seemed like yeah, they were just not super into each other, didn't really get along that well. And I guess it's got to be hard because, like, if I was put on camera with my relationship, I think I would be awkward 
as hell and everyone would probably say be the same way and be like she doesn't even like him like why even they together <laughs> and i think it's just like the cameras just make me clam up and i would i think if i was on that show yeah i feel like that's what people would say about me in my relationship yeah it's so funny to see people on the show because i just watch them and i'm like man you're so comfortable or you're so natural on here or you're yeah. you can feel some of their warmth like you know, right away, you can tell some people are just so kind and caring and whatever. And exactly like you said, I feel like I would just be so guarded and so terrified and like yeah. not open and super awkward, which I think kind of is a little bit what Zach suffered from this season. I know a lot yes. of people are like, or a lot of people on the show originally were like, oh, I don't like him. Oh, keep him away. And I was like, he just seems awkward. Yeah. And I think part of that is being filmed all the time. <laughs> I, I agree. And I think that like, maybe part of his lawyer brain kind of kicked in and was like, don't do anything stupid or like that you're going to regret. Mm. But like, yeah, he definitely at first I was like, I don't like him. He seems really weird, but he kind of, he grew on me like towards the end. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're probably just awkward because this is an awkward thing that you're going through. And yeah, being on camera isn't, isn't for everybody. But it's funny because I know we were talking and the first few episodes we were literally confusing Zach and Paul because they are they're not the same person, but they're not not the same person. Right. I remember, yeah, watching it with you and being like, oh, this is the lawyer guy. And you're like, no, 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 that's not. And I was like, I don't know who is who anymore. <laughs> what is life? Yeah. And they even like kind of sounded similar. So I was like, I just... I mean, eventually I figured it out after like maybe two episodes, but like the first two episodes, I was mixing them up all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because they do look very similar. And then Irina just was not attracted to Zach, but she was attracted to Paul. And it's like, <laughs> they they have the same characteristics. So what is it that you're attracted to? Like, I think Paul exuded a little more confidence, but he was also like, awkward on camera too he wasn't not awkward on camera right, but yeah. like I don't know I that must have been it that maybe just Paul was a little more confident than Zach but at the end of the day I don't know I don't think Irina was ever really into anyone on the show <laughs> no I don't think so either I think that Zach wasn't super wrong about calling her out about being on it to get some fame because <laughs> she just yeah never seemed really super into it she just kind of seemed like Oh, Zach was kind of into me. Like I can get him to propose to me from from my perspective. At least that's what I I got from it. And I feel like this season was the first season that we really saw mean girls. Yeah, like truly mean, vicious girls between her and Micah. Yeah, yeah, they were. I get it's probably a stressful situation, but yeah, there was so many times where I'm like, I like you don't have to do that you don't have to like be happy that someone's crying in the corner or kind of laugh at someone crying they just it just seemed like all the other seasons the girls were like all helping each other out and supportive of each other and encouraging each other and like why there was some like I'm sure I don't want to say hate but yeah jealousy is probably the best word over some you never saw it come out as like truly being mean to each other like you did this season. Yeah. When they replayed that supercut of kind of all the situations with Irina and Micah, it was it was tough to watch. And I'm not even involved in the show, but it just yeah. they just were so catty mm-hmm. and just mean, you know? Yeah. And it was unnecessary. And I know they've both 
since apologized. And I think once they were out of the pods, at least Micah just seemed to take this seri- more seriously and be a little bit more mature than Arena did. But they were just uh, yeah, not my favorite. And I know some people might say like, oh, well, they're young. They're not that young. There's plenty of other people who have been on the show around their age that were kinder souls. Right. And yeah, I think... It's just what they were like 26 and 27 or something like that. Like, yeah, that's not that's old enough to know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. And speaking of <laughs> speaking of ages, <laughs> Jessica, Miss Messica from season one yeah. and Mark. I am very glad they didn't work out. I think they were toxic together. Yeah. But the fact that she is, you know, she was 34 and he was 24 <laughs> was a big thing on season one. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. I think season one is the best personally. Yeah. Go back and watch it. But I, because maybe because I'm in my mid thirties going bridging on late thirties now, I hate when people are like, I'm too old. This is too old. Like you are not old girl. You're in your thirties. Like you are right? not old. Is it a, big gap in general society yeah we typically don't find people dating somebody 10 years younger than them but is it unheard of no and if he's mature and on your level and a good match for you like I just don't I don't think you should just throw it away because of his age you know right (laughs) like of all the other good things that like happened between you to get you to where you were engaged like if if someone being that young Again, is that much of a turnoff or something that you're like, I can't be that old? How did they get past day one? Like you had nine or ten days talking to this person and now all of a sudden it's such a big deal that you like can't get past it. That being said, Mark did turn out to be not a nice guy. So I am glad they didn't end up together. Right. Not because of his age, because of who he is as a person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he turned out to not be great. But but yeah, I mean I still that's one of those things that like you have to like know what's super important to you and if that was important to her that like she gets someone around her age then you know that's what you gotta move on past that or just like you know stop thinking about age like you guys are both adults it doesn't matter if he's two years younger than you or five years older if you guys get along you guys are both consenting adults then just that's all that matters if you're happy also i mean she was the original pick me girl but there's been so many and guys too this is this is an overall but um you know she never really got over barnett and i feel like Uh. i hate watching when they're drunk and all together because that's like a producer's gold mine mm-hmm. and i will say i will give all of these contestants quote unquote the benefit of the doubt that editing plays a huge factor in this they are editing scenes together that make people look like villains that push a, a story forward because that's what keeps the viewers engaged so i do get that but i don't know i just feel like once somebody's engaged even though they've maybe only been with that person for two weeks like don't don't go back and try and confess your feelings. And we see it so many, like in every season, Shane did it right. And with Shana and like Jessica with Barnett and like in this recent season, right. Kwame and Micah. And yeah, I, I know I'm forgetting people, but they're just, yeah, they always put them together and, and whether the producers are like, Hey, have a conversation or, or whatever they do. Yeah. Or the, they, 
piece together what they're saying to make it seem like they're saying something different like it is hard but also I think a lot of people like get there and they're like oh I just want some closure for this and I don't know if that's anything you can necessarily have but (laughs) yeah they do make it the editing and the producers make it make their story how they want it but at the end of the day people might also like love that part of the show I don't know I kind of hate it like stop messing with people's happiness (laughs) I know (laughs) like just just don't you're gonna regret this you're gonna regret this or something like that like they need to do a season with like no alcohol is allowed and I wonder how boring that season would be it would be so boring I feel like it would be really honest but it would be really boring yeah but I just feel like yeah they've just like really just give them a bunch of alcohol and like you can tell that they're intoxicated like this season at um the birthday party for with Josh yeah oh my god Josh yeah, came for in Chelsea. and he was just like clearly slurring all of his words and I was like you are so drunk right now and it's just so dumb. yeah then i mean it makes for good tv because then you just you know your inhibitions are lowered and you just do whatever you want to do but uh, makes you regret it <laughs> i also heard that they use those cups so like everybody knows the infamous cups right that are like i guess infamous is not <laughs> the like gold the, cups the proper word the famous cups yes the gold cups in one season i think they were silver but anyways the cups oh, yeah. that are not see-through you can't see what they're drinking or how much is there because in the editing room they're able to like we said piece and parse together scenes that happen out of order yeah and like the drinks don't give it away you don't see how full or empty somebody's drinking (laughs) yeah that was a season three someone had pointed out like one of the couples were eating dinner and like the amount of food would change on their plate (laughs) because of they were like either reshooting something and you know that kind of came up again, I guess, this season. Not necessarily the you know the amount of drink or food or whatever, but like the reshooting because Jackie had said that they she had to like reshoot her breakup with Marshall, where that's why they edited it to look like she did it after her meeting with Josh, but really she did it before her meeting, which I mean could be. I have honestly no idea, but they'll re-edit scenes to do or reshoot scenes to make it like look different i i don't know if jackie you know broke up with him before or after and i don't care because they don't care right i think jackie is happy she's found her happiness i am shocked it's with josh whatever (laughs) but marshall sounds like he's moved on yeah (laughs) i do feel like this season i watched it with one of our friends who did not watch the show, but I made him watch the finale <laughs> with me because we had gotten all together yesterday to watch the finale. Um, you and I and it a few was a friends. Nightmare. And it didn't work. It was awful. So and bad. then I heard that it was available early, like later that night, and it was two and a half hours long. And now it became available today on Monday, like midday, and it was only an hour and a half. So I don't know if they cut stuff out or if it was just the full live was two and a half hours because it was delayed an hour. Yeah. Um, And they just obviously cut out them waiting around. Yeah, literally. (laughs) But I just, I feel like, and maybe it's because they had to wait an hour before they got started that like, this just wasn't my favorite reunion episode. Like I thought it was going to be so good and so juicy and it kind of, I don't know. It was a little disappointing. Like I, I feel like, I feel like the fact that um, Jackie and Josh 
didn't show up at it definitely made it a little different because I feel like if they were both there, there would have been more with that as opposed to just them like being interviewed by Vanessa and then having Marshall respond after the fact. Yeah. But I also feel like Vanessa was really nice to Jackie and Josh and like didn't ask them hard questions. It was just like, I don't know, just someone just like her friend asking like, hey, just what's up with your life? And then like really gave Marshall like a lot of shit. And I was like, I felt like this is backwards. I also feel like they gave Paul a lot of unnecessary shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, he should have gotten a little bit of shit, but like they really dug into him. Yeah, they really did. And I feel like while his comments about Micah weren't great, <laughs> weren't as nice as he wanted to be, I think he like did a good job explaining how what he meant um, and like maybe how it wasn't necessarily like him being like, you're going to be a bad mom, but like how he just didn't feel that nurturing side of her Mm -hmm. you know but then then Vanessa again was like I don't understand what you're saying (laughs) it's like giving him a lot of shit for it (laughs) a lot and then when Zach whispered to him and she kind of called that whole scene out and brought it up again I was like can we move on I am more interested in the other drama that has gone down this season (laughs) I I laughed at that point because I was like he's definitely a lawyer like he looks like he's like advising his client (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like don't say anything more or like don't worry we're all on your side or whatever you say they really did though i i was kind of annoyed for the whole crew there they were really pushing babies this season oh like when you're having a baby and it's like could we relax season one hasn't had a baby yet yeah well i think there's is, is only still uh cameron and lauren together from season one lauren and cameron and barnett and amber so oh, that's right i forgot they're still together Okay, so yeah. yeah, they they have been together the longest, so they've got to get babies first, <laughs> if they want them. Okay. <laughs> well, and season two doesn't have anybody left together, but season two was a shit show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, it was a hot mess. I find that that's a hard one to pick a golden couple because, A, none of them are together, and B, I feel like most of the relationships were toxic in one way or another. Like, yeah. Ayana and Jarrett... I loved them yeah. together, but also they they just were didn't so work well different because they were so different. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, like they were really cute together, and I I was rooting for them, but yeah, they were just too different to make it work. The, if we had to pick a golden couple, maybe them because I do think they genuinely loved each other. Yeah, and I just think that she's a very big introvert, he's a very big extrovert, and like they just could not make their lifestyles right. work. Yeah, I agree because and they I I believe from. I mean, from what I've seen on social media and stuff, they were very civil and like an amicable divorce and it wasn't too bad. So I, I feel like I still, they were probably the best couple from that season. Yeah. Danielle and Nick kind of always shocked me. I don't know. I was a little surprised they, they got together. Yeah. They both had some things they had to work on themselves separately. Well, and then Nick was always stirring the pot. I know we were always yes. commenting, like, he would walk up, he would say something that would spark controversy, and then just walk away. <laughs> I, I just, like, watch it unfold, and I was like, dude, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Which was entertaining for us at home, but, like, really shitty. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, fun TV, but it's not a good thing to do in everyday life. <laughs> And then Shane and Natalie, I'm very glad they didn't work out. They were also just not – Shane 
I feel like has just a lot going on. I don't yeah. know if he <laughs> is on something or what, but like he is very intense and his emotions go from like zero to 100. Yeah, he was on um, Perfect Match as well. And he was very similar to there. Like he seemed not as, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what like to call it. Like he definitely seemed more relatable on that show, but his emotions, yeah, would just like, one thing happened with the girl he was with and he was just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm leaving. Like, she doesn't want me anymore, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, he just, yeah, it goes from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. And I do think Natalie sometimes had a bit of like a victim mentality yeah. a little bit, but she was a lot more just like even keeled. I just didn't see them as a good couple because she was just so... Not monotone. She did have different tones, but just like so in control over her emotions. And then with, you know, Shane, who's this wild child over here. Who's... <laughs> yeah, they seemed like opposites, very much opposites. Yeah. And then the worst person by far on the show, who do you think that is? Like, who would you say if you had to pick one just awful contestant who just emotionally is not good. I know exactly who you're talking, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> but he was gonna marry Deep D, right? That guy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my pick. Shake, shake. Yeah. Okay. I was like, it starts with an S. I know it does. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, D. he was the was worst. A beautiful soul is a beautiful soul, and he was just ter- like nobody even on that season liked him. Yeah. In the reunion, like none of them were on his side for anything. Yeah, they're all like, just stop talking, dude. Like, shut up. We don't want to hear you. <laughs> and I don't know if he's doing it for the cameras uh, or. I think that's just who he is. Even in the pods, they showed him like talking more about looks and weight and everything like that. And it just. Uh, he just didn't seem like a good person in the pods to begin with because he just cared so much about like he was saying he he needs to date someone he could like put on his shoulders at concerts and stuff like that and it's like this is you're you're not you don't understand the point of this show you're not like getting into this experiment and then like it got even worse once you know him and deep d were in real life and he just didn't respect her deep d gave him much more chances than I ever would yeah. but he just like he exactly like you said did not understand the concept of the show the whole point is to get to know somebody on an emotional level and that looks are not the most important thing and he just would try and find all these loopholes around it uh-huh. and it's not a shocker he did not end up with anyone yeah and I mean he's gotta at least have some good in him I guess if you know, they made it to the point where Deep D said yes to him, but they didn't show a lot of those good points. <laughs> they didn't, but there were moments. Like, you could see moments where he would actually open up and be honest, and I feel like he would be vulnerable, and then he would just get in his own way. And I I don't know how much grace you give a person after a certain point, right. you know? Yeah. Like... yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's just glad we don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they haven't, or at least I don't think they've brought him back onto other Netflix shows because I, I don't think I can handle it. No, and he's like openly said that he doesn't want to work on any shows that like um, Nick Lachey has anything to do with because he like really has it out for him. Yeah. Well, because I mean, Nick and Vanessa were not nice to him, yeah. which fair. Which, yeah, they shouldn't like, have been. 
Yeah. That reunion. <laughs> that one was spicy. That's what we were here for. Yeah. <laughs> Not this one, which had Bartise as a surprise guest at the end. Did you like, were you shocked when they were like, we have a a clip from a former contest- like person on Love is Blind and Bartise showed up and I was like, why are you here? <laughs> I was shocked because I was like, he has a baby who looks like it's like six months old. Like, when did you, who did you even have a baby with? When did you have a baby? Right. There was some drama with that because he also was on Perfect Match. But apparently from my my resources on TikTok, um, the girl, (laughs) the woman that had the baby, like, didn't know she was pregnant for a long time. So they like, you know. She came out and defended him and was like, no, he went on the show. We weren't together. He didn't know that I was pregnant. So, like, it wasn't a big drama thing. But everyone was like, oh, my God, he's cheating on this woman that's, like, pregnant with his baby. And she's like, nah. (laughs) Yeah. Not true. Yeah. False. (laughs) Again, the baby narrative. They're really, really pushing it hard. Yeah, they were, like, trying to get them to be like, I'm pregnant now. Or, like, don't worry, I'll get pregnant tomorrow. (laughs) It's like, these people have only been married a year. Like, calm down. Right? Like, let's give them room to breathe, number one. Yeah. But <laughs> I really thought that the guests that they were going to have, the whoever the message was going to be from, I thought it was going to be, my, in my opinion, the top golden couple of all from <laughs> season one, but literally of all, Lauren and Cameron. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be them. Same. I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> nobody beats them I don't know what it is and maybe it's just special because it was from the first season and yeah. they just were such a good match but like they they just are the epitome of what the show is for they were just instantly attracted to each other instantly just like bonded and they're so cute I <laughs> love following them and their story and they have like a little um YouTube not little they have a pretty decent YouTube <laughs> channel um yeah, I'm just so yeah. happy to see they're still together. I know, it makes me so happy because they really were just so cute and just like you could tell from the moment, kind of like, again, like Brett, uh, Brett and Tiffany from this season, you know, you could just always tell that they were like genuine with each other and like actually truly happy and in love. They're living proof that love is blind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So to wrap this up, because um, we've chatted a lot about all these seasons, what would you say is, number one, your favorite season? And number two, do you think watching the show proves that love is blind? I think my favorite season definitely has to be the first one. I think it might just be because like it was a different type of show and it was just exciting to watch it. But like it was just – I love – the couple there and it was just fun and interesting to do that so season one was definitely my favorite and I don't I would say like love is blind with like a a little caveat or something because like yes I think it works and the concept is real but I think that you know there has to be some attraction like love is not a hundred percent like all about the emotions and the connections I think it helps when you take it out to make that connection, but you also have to be attracted to your partner or ideally should be attracted to your partner. So I think like for the most part, I agree that love is blind, but like not a hundred percent. That's fair. What about you? My favorite season also is season one, but my favorite post-show is definitely season two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I agree. I think that, this does prove that love is blind when we're just speaking of terms of 
getting to the point of saying I love you. I think there's plenty of people who were in the pods who, after dating for significant hours, um, really did find a true connection and really did hit that level of I love this person. I am willing to, you know, go further with this and potentially marry them. And I do think it it makes a bigger difference emotionally connecting first yeah. versus seeing somebody. Um, but I also agree that there is kind of the caveat. You do really need that physical side of things. It is important. I don't think it's as important. And again, this is kind of person to person. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think physicality does play a role in it, right? Yeah. And so it's not the whole picture. But I do think love in general is blind. And if you can get that first step of building that connection, then as long as the physicality is there, chances are are good. Yeah. Yeah, and like like we said earlier, the the connection mentally that you can make um, in the pods will, can grow the physical connection or help with the physical connection. But it's definitely you know still still definitely part of a relationship. Absolutely, and at the end of the day, it is just entertaining TV, and I hope they make many more seasons because I'm going to watch them all. Yeah, same. <laughs> but what do you think tell us your thoughts what was your favorite season who do you think is the golden couple of this season of all time let us know find us on instagram at my ovaries made me do it and make sure you give us five stars on this podcast if you liked it we love having you listen and we love hearing from you stay happy stay healthy and stay curious mm-hmm.